You're about to listen to another episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Join Paul Edwards and his guests as they discuss and sometimes even solve some interesting HR problems. And I'm going to go off the rails sometimes and talk about whatever I want. Hi, Paul. Hello, Nora. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How's your hump day going? My hump day is going pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, got a new um, toy. Oh. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm like into, I, you, you may not know this about me, but I, my, when I went to college, I went to college for something called alternative energy studies. And it was all about solar and, you know, electric and hydrogen cars. And, and so I got my first electric vehicle today oh, and wow. it's not a car. And oh. it's very fast and scary. It's a motorcycle? It, it is a motorcycle. So that's why I'm kind of excited today because I finally got to, on a ne- not a test ride and being limited, I got to ride the motorcycle into work. Very cool. Are you going to get your tax credit? I think I am wondering whether or not you get it for the motorcycle or not. I I'm, wonder too. I'm hoping. Yeah, I, I have a plan to buy an electric car once those tax credits get rolled out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I've got a hybrid right now, but I want full electric. Yeah, I do too. I'm getting solar panels installed at the end of the year, and I put a plug at the house, and this bike has its, you know, you can plug it into the wall. But anyway. Very cool. So far, very excited about it. Okay. Okay. nothing to do with HR, but hey. (laughs) Nothing to do. You have to do something for yourself every now and then. So if you're a manager out there listening or an owner of the business, one of the best ways to relieve HR stresses is to go very fast on an electric motorcycle. Ride your motorcycle into work. Or the proverbial, whatever your right. version of that is. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I listen to NPR. That's Ooh, Ooh that's crazy. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> um, okay, on to HR. Um, so this is a question we get a lot from members. Um, and this member uh, has an employee who is constantly late and missing work, and they're fed up, and they want to write this employee up. And in that write-up, they want to tell the employee that they're being suspended for two weeks so they can, sit, can consider whether they really want to work for the practice or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just wondering how you, what guidance you would give this member. Well, if it were 1969, I would be like, that's a great idea. Because we'd be in the parental mode of working with one another. Uh, I, I, you can hear my comment dripping with sarcasm. I, I, I would just point out that you have a person who is missing work and wants to not be at work and is away from work, and you're about to let them be away from work. You're about to encourage them to be away from work more. Um, I do understand you're trying to get through to them. You're trying to, like, you've talked. So, Nora, you I asked you know, answer me this. Have they talked to them until, as my mom said, they were blue in the face? Like they don't have any more oxygen left. They've been trying to get the employee to do the right thing. And the employee keeps choosing to miss work and be late. I want to say yes, but I have to say that frequently Mm -hmm. the answer is no. Right. Um, Frequently our members, they don't communicate with the employee. They get so frustrated and then their solution is, okay, we're just going to suspend. Or they're so busy. Yes. Yes. They're so busy and they haven't been able to. And now it's to the point where it's kind of built up, built up, built up. And it's like, okay, we're just going to suspend them. I want to recognize this from the people who are managers and owners out there. I, I get it. It's like you show up Everybody else shows up. You have one person who really is not, uh, will you show up metaphorically in in some way, but in a literal sense, they're always late or behind or not, you know, hitting the number 
hitting the numbers, not doing the thing they're supposed to do. And it's frustrating. And I get it. I yeah. really do. It's like, why do I have to, why do I have to talk to them at all to explain this to them? Right. It's pretty obvious. Like yeah. come to work and come on time. <laughs> like, yeah, if you can. But I guess my question would be, would your answer to whether the suspension is a good idea be different, whether the, this member had written this employee up multiple times already no. for this? No, right. no, no. We would be marching down an understanding. And I, I give this example sometimes in talks at the front of the room. I've actually been in this circumstance. And the problem um, with me, it was I was working a job I didn't want to be in. And I was always late and I was always calling out sick or probably, I won't say always, but probably more often than anybody was comfortable with. And the the guy sat me down and said, look, this is the problem. And when you're not here, somebody else has to do your job and, and kind of went through the thing with me and told me, look, if you're late again, anytime in the near future, just don't bother coming to work. And I did. I came about eight minutes late and he was waiting for me and I walked in the office and he said, you know why we're here? And I was like, I don't have a job anymore. Do I? And he was like, you're right. You know, and, and it's been a pleasure working with you. And off I went. Right. So yeah. I knew it was going to happen. And I think they survived without me. I think they may have found somebody who liked the job, who would show up at work and, and you know, the whole thing. Right. And a lot of times that's just the case, right? Is yeah. the, the employees unmotivated. There's a lot of other situations it could be. It could be... A, an unstable kind of living environment, kids. Um, it could be a medical condition. So, you know, and I want, I just want to throw that caveat out there mm -hmm. because the guidance is always going to change if this is a chronic medical condition. But that's part of the interface part of the solution to right. the problem is that you're talking to them and, and you're getting some kind of feedback and you're able to react off the feedback. But I can tell you most of the time, it's like, I'll try to do better. Or, you know, what, what, whatever the excuses are, I don't think that you can punish somebody into doing anything. It right. just, we're not children. And, right. and the suspension isn't going to serve that way. And in a lot of ways, it's just going to make their life even more difficult. And that's not really what you're shooting for here. I mean, now they don't have any income. They've already been maybe making not the best decisions because they're not getting paid full time anymore and they might not have enough money to make ends meet. Now you're suspending them. I don't see how they come back whole. Right. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, you're potentially making their life even more unstable. And at the same time, you're building resentment, which is just going to make things even worse. Yeah. Um, the best way to deal with these issues is corrective action. It is conversation. Um, and it's sitting down with them face to face. And it, you march them down this pretty quickly, and they get to decide. Right. We have this saying, I'm not telling you you have to be at work on time from now on. I'm telling you I'm choosing not to work with anyone who's not at work on time. Right. And you can make the choice that you want to make here, but you have to make the choice to be on time. Now, that's at the end. Sometimes folks just need to understand what their role is and how, and how it impacts other people, and they can do better. I know it, that works for me. Right. And we want to be careful too, because you know, what your boss said to you about, if you're late, just don't come in. Mm -hmm. It's not, a, it's not something I would necessarily recommend because I'm always thinking about legal risk and maybe the next time you're late, it's because you were a victim of domestic violence mm -hmm. and you know, that's protected in your state. You don't want to fire that person over that. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to be, you know, careful mm -hmm. with these types of situations um, in how you address them. Yeah. 
yeah. Um, and that's what we're here for to kind of walk uh -huh. through those intricacies. Um, but the corrective action shouldn't include a suspension and it shouldn't include language. Like if you're late one more time, you're fired. Um, because it's just, that's too strict a rule and yeah. there could be exceptions that you're going to want to make and also legally potentially required to make. So I would, for everybody who's listening, Nora and I come from two different places. She's compliance. And I would say to, I would push back on Nora on the last part that I can't say to somebody, if you're late again, you just don't bother coming in again. Hmm. So we would fall in halfway in between that, but it wouldn't be my go-to like my first thing. And I'd have lots of other stuff documented in all these conversations and it would be my final kind of my final final. Right. And it would be in writing and it would be supportable. And I might put in there because of Nora, darn it, a comma, <laughs> comma, unless you have a good reason. Right. And there, you know, there is no good reason at, at some point. Yeah. And that's fine. You can say, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you'll most likely be terminated fine. unless I'm going to put the comment. Yeah. Nora. Or even happy. just saying most likely, mm -hmm. because then it's not There's a, a certain likelihood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost 100 percent, 99 percent. Okay. So when is it okay to suspend someone? Like, I, I think I made it clear this paternal method of suspension to get something for it, to punish somebody into doing it doesn't work. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there are practical reasons to suspend somebody. Um, the way that I like to look at it is if there, if you need to do some sort of investigation into something mm -hmm. and that employee cannot be present at the office while you look into that mm -hmm. because um, you don't want them being involved in the investigation. Um, you don't want whatever, a, there could you be know, an accusation against yes. them and you're trying to separate them from that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want the whatever is has been accused to continue happening yep. until you figure it out. Um, so that could be sexual harassment. That could be embezzlement. Um, there's a ton of things that it could be. Mm -hmm. And in those situations, you know, you get the information that this, you know, something needs to be investigated first. And then you, you go up to the employee and we, we would draft a letter usually for this, explaining the situation and saying, you're going to be suspended pending this investigation. Mm -hmm. um, and then, um, you know, then the question arises of whether that should be paid or unpaid suspension. Mm -hmm. um, there's not really a strict rule for that. You tell me if, if you disagree, Paul, but my understanding is if we investigate and we determine that you are responsible or liable or, you know, um, that basically the claims are true against you, um, we're not paying you for it that It will suspension. have been without pay. Yeah. yeah. So we're determined while we do this, it could be with or without pay. But I, I can tell you, and we might not use the word suspension, but it is suspension. There have been times when we've suspended someone who is the accuser mm. with pay. So we've, it's been, we're, look, we're separating you two while we, we need three days, please just go home. It is with pay. Right. And, and that is, that is another use of this kind of suspending uh, someone being present in the middle of something that's going on. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point because the last thing you want to do is make it look like it's an adverse action against oh, the accuser. So that's why you pay. Yeah, that's why you pay. <laughs> that so, and other reasons. But. Yeah. So, uh, you know, suspension as a tool, not as a punitive measure to get something um, but we do use suspension here at Cedar occasionally. It usually denotes that something pretty serious is going on. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there may be 
there always is an example in HR that falls outside of these yeah. rules that we're telling you about. So there is a possibility of a suspension being an, a good idea outside of what we've just talked about. No, really, there, there is a possibility of it. I can't think of it right off the top of my head, but there is kind of sometimes a, um, a circumstance where a suspension is, is it, it literally is for you to think about whether or not you want to keep coming. Yeah. It's not a penalty. It is like, okay, we value you so much, but it's, you've gotten so far off track that we want to give you this final opportunity. Why don't you go take a few days? Mm-hmm. A sabbatical. Yeah. Go take an unpaid sabbatical and, and let's come back together on Tuesday and figure out if you want to keep going. Or right. Not. But again, always an outlier. There outlier, can be an outlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And there's an infinite amount of fact patterns, as we know, in, yeah. in HR. So, and yeah, I think, and even that would depend really on the specific employee, their mm-hmm. length of employment with you. So many other things that you yeah. would want to think about. So suspending for, because you're frustrated and you're trying to get something from someone where a hard no, suspending because it's the proper tool and methodology at the right time, we're a yes, and then we're a maybe and a comma. Right? <laughs> right. As always in HR. Yeah, as always in HR. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of What the Hell Just Happened. Do Paul a favor and share this with your network. If you have an HR issue or a question you'd like us to discuss on the show, send it to podcast at wthjusthappened.com. For more HR advice and insights from Paul and his team of experts, you can also join the private Facebook group, HR Basecamp, or visit hrbasecamp.com. Make sure you tune in next week, and remember, better workplaces make better lives. 